Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. I am your host, Jared, alongside Kristen and Jesse. But before we get into them, all right, let's let's not talk about that hey. first. Let's oh. talk about <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, we got a very special and fun episode for you, and it's going to be focused on a very specific topic when it comes to Walt Disney World. And uh, we're very excited about that. We also have a special guest who we're going to introduce in a second. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can already see that we have a special <laughs> guest, but I digress. Anyways, uh, this episode and every episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. We'll go into more about Mickey Travels later on in the episode. But Kristen, Jesse, how are you doing? Good. Good. How's your week going? It, yeah, it's just been really busy just due to spring break in general. Yeah. Walt Disney World is busy. The streets are busy. Although yeah. I will say around school time hours. Yeah, school traffic is not significantly lightened. Is really nice. Which is really nice. Because they're all in Disney World. Been, uh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> but no, it's been good. I really can't yeah. complain. A weird cold front a couple weeks ago, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's been really nice. The weather in the parks has been beautiful. Yeah. 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 Uh, great time. What about you, Jared? Enjoy, enjoy a little breeze. It's a great time to enjoy a little breeze. Okay, I love it. Because in the summertime, it gets very hot. So believe hot. Believe it or not, here yeah. in Orlando. But anyways, yeah. let's stop talking about us. <laughs> uh, let's let's get into our guests uh, because we're very excited for this episode. This episode is your full guide to drinking and enjoying the leisure life in Walt Disney World, and we have the perfect guests for that. So. Professor Daniel Miller is an author, social media personality, former Disney's Animal Kingdom tour guide, and more importantly, lifelong fan of Walt Disney World in Florida. This wealth of knowledge, while useless in most areas of society, has been successfully harnessed to help author the book Drinking at Disney, a very popular book, I might add, a guidebook to Walt Disney World's bars, drinks, and glow cubes, and years of fun Ridiculous banter on social media as drunk at Disney and Professor Leisure. Uh, as a self-proclaimed weekend enthusiast, you will find Daniel Miller wandering around Walt Disney World and other leisurely hotspots of Central Florida with a drink in hand and a smile on his face. Dan, thank you so much for coming on the Mickey Bog Podcast. Oh, thank you. I, 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 whoever wrote that is was very kind. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it. I gotta say that was one of my more fun introductions because some so often we have like such formal introductions and granted we do have lots of great formal guests here Absolutely. but what i love about this episode is dan is not your average uh he's not your average uh disney park goer he has a very niche that he sticks to and uh i think this is gonna be a super fun episode so let's jump right into it before we talk about your book and and everything, and and obviously this whole episode is going to be focused on, you know, a guide to drinking at Walt Disney World uh, for a lot of our guests who are coming and thinking about, oh, I wonder if there's a bar at Walt Disney World. Believe it or not, there's bars here. There's several. But before we jump so into So many that, bars. You would never realize. You'd, you'd have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so, Dan, how did you first fall in love with Disney? Is there is there a certain memory that sort of sticks out to you? But Or, like, how did you first you know, get into this before you jumped into the, uh, the, the other, uh, drinking and leisure side of, of the Walt Disney world fandom, like before all that, how did you first fall in love with Walt Disney world? Um, well, you, you said it right there, Walt Disney world. I came down just as a, as a kid, a couple times with my parents and just uh, as much as I had a great time and, and I just loved just the expansiveness of Walt Disney world. And while I, like everyone, I always knew the movies, but it really it was this particular vacation destination that was so much fun. And I just always wanted to come back. And, you know, my parents would get annoyed because I would they'd want suggest other places and I'd want to keep coming back here. And we did it a few times. And and I've always enjoyed just the how much how many different things there are to do here. And uh, so when I became an adult, I said we figured out where where would you like to sort of end up and i said you know it'd be nice to be kind of down in florida where it's warm and and i've always been drawn here and once i came as an adult and i realized you can also there's restaurants and bars and and you can actually just do all your activities you know, everything under the sun is there yeah. that's when that's when i really <laughs> fell in love and um you mentioned it in my intro is that i also once i moved here i became a part-time cast member at uh, disney's animal kingdom doing behind the scenes tours at animal kingdom and it was 
I mean, that just opened my eyes to just the beauty of that park, which sucked me in even more. And then uh, the rest is just more visits. I love it. <laughs> now, have you been to Disneyland also or just Disney World? Yep, I've been to Disneyland. I went once as a, as a kid and then I went just a few years ago. Okay. Um, Out of all six so. parks, do you have a favorite, a top favorite? Uh, it's a tie between Disney's Animal Kingdom and Typhoon Lagoon. Oh, uh, those are my two favorites. Um, okay, it's hard. It's hard to keep Typhoon Lagoon right there at number one because a it's only open like half the year, mm -hmm. and b it's only a water park. But if I'm talking because the the like the stories and the details and the visuals and the placemaking is what makes Disney World special to me. And drinking at Disney, we'll get yeah. into that when we talk about the parks, but uh, or the bars. But really, those when you talk about a place that feels like you're traveling. No place feels like you're traveling more than going to Animal Kingdom or go. Typhoon Lagoon. Hmm, I love that. That's a Hot fun take. take. I like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah me too. Hey, let me tell you, you said six parks and he was like, nah, how about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, which, which is awesome I because I actually wanted to ask you about the, uh, the water parks later on. Um, and I will because I want to jump into some stuff with the book first. But sure. But beyond that, before we talk about the the book and everything like that, like how did the the first like you know how did how did the passion I guess in the idea all that first come about for for actually wanting to write drinking at Disney? Um, now now it's a very popular book. You know what's funny? By the way, guys, I, I'm horrible. I'm sorry, Dan. I found out my wife already owned this book. <laughs> I, nice. Like, literally last night, I was like, "Yeah, we got Daniel Miller on the podcast. Oh tomorrow. no way! He's going to talk about he's going to talk about drinking at Disney." Uh, that book, I don't know if you've ever heard it. She's like, "Jared, it's it's literally underneath our bed." <laughs> so I was funny. Like, we need with to put like, it the rest in a more prominent place. Sometimes. I love it. Yeah, and that's like where she uh, she keeps a lot of her books where she likes to read like like in the bed right before she goes to bed right there. So it actually is in a prominent location, believe it or not, for her at least. But either way, turns out we got the book. But yeah, That's how did great. the idea and the passion for wanting to maybe venture into that whole project come about? Well, I always have – my favorite part about Walt Disney World is they said it back in the, in the old days. It was the vacation kingdom of the world. And that's the aspect that I've always gotten behind. Like when I was a kid, I would dream of the resorts and the Polynesian and, and the boats and the monorails. That's what I took home with me back to Michigan and like dreamed about was, you know, was those, those things. And once I moved down here, that's where I gravitated to. Yeah. I had an annual pass for the parks, but, um, I want to go to the Polynesian. I want to go to the Grand Floridian. And what do you do there? There's there, you know, there's restaurants and bars and, and places to, to hang out and, when I started, when I discovered, you know, Twitter, which is the this place I spend most of my social media time, was standing on the Polynesian beach and I had a drink and I go, what do I want to like, I really want to talk about like Disney World, I would, uh, you know, on here, but like, I'm, when you, what do I want to talk about? And I was like, I really want to talk about drinking at Disney. I typed that in and it's too long for Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, well, all right. I'll just ended up being with drunk at Disney, and and it, and who knew that that was a very well, it is uh, it, it, like you said, a very niche topic, but it, it hit, it resonated pretty quickly, and yeah. and a lot of people wanted to talk about it. So fast forward a few years later, I've made some friends that also have very similar uh, likes about Walt Disney World. My friend Rhiannon, um, who I met on. Twitter. She was a, a writer and she was wanting to do like a project. And I wanted to do something with all this knowledge that we had. And the idea really was, what do we do? How do we write a book about drinking at Disney? Because it's got to be something different because there is free, unlimited free information about Disney bars on the internet for free. You know, that's what, so what are you going to do? So we really wanted to do something where it was more of a story. So we really went with a story almost as if you are coming along with us on a giant bar crawl where we tour Walt Disney World from a completely different angle, which is the leisurely side of going to the bars and the restaurants and the pools. And then, of course, yeah, every once in a while you'll go in a park. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> what was the publishing process like? Like you, okay, so you have this idea, you're writing it. I, yeah. I wouldn't know. 
what to do. How does that, what happens next? Um, Yeah. Being uh, sort of a niche Disney drinking, I had sort of gotten hooked up with a, um, another, uh, an author, a, a, excuse me, a publisher, uh, Leonard Kinsey, who did um, sort of did some books about sort of offbeat Disney books. Mm -hmm. Um, The dark side of Disney was his most famous one. But, um, uh, and so I had known him and I said, what do you think about this idea? He said, I'll, I'll produce it. If you guys want to, I'll publish it. If you guys want to do it. And we did it. And, and the rest is uh, history, as you would say. Um, and really, that was our biggest concern was really, how do you, our competition in a producing a book is free information. Yeah, <laughs> so we yeah. had to do something a little different. Yeah. So while we're on that topic, Dan, um, for someone who's never heard of this book, um, and uh, it has become a, a pretty popular book out there for, for Disney fans, but for someone who's never heard of your book before, um, h- how would you best describe this to someone? How would you best sell, I guess, someone on, on why maybe they should buy buy your book? Well, I think it's a it's a tour of Walt Disney World from a different perspective. It's really following Rhiannon and I around Walt Disney World, talking about the different locations and places that you can get beverages and with some you know comedy along the way. <laughs> I love that. Now, do you guys have favorites? Like, do you have a top three, a top five favorite bar, anything like that? Absolutely. And this is what's weird. The whole whole book is basically me talking and Rhiannon telling me why I'm wrong. Um, That's really... (laughs) That sounds really familiar. Yeah, it sounds a lot like a podcast. It's like this podcast with me, Dan. I I say some things and the person in Jesse disagrees. Yeah, we disagree because you're wrong. So what's weird... So, and that's really how the whole book goes. And then when we, we really did get to what we did, we said, let's, let's do our list of top tens and we put our top tens in the book and, and we looked at them and I go, and number one, exactly the same, which is weird. We're like, how are we going to swing that? But we just, we kept it. But, um, the Tambu lounge at the Disney's Polynesian. Okay. And the main reason is not only, I mean, it has possibly the best view of a Walt Disney world it's lounge. Beautiful. It's the magic kingdom. It's Seven Seas Lagoon. It's fireworks at night. But nothing, and I mean nothing, screams vacation like a pineapple with a drink in it. Yep. So you're drinking out of a pineapple. So that just makes Tambu Lounge, number one, I, vacation in your hand. There you go. I got one on my birthday. I had a Lapu Lapu for my birthday. My husband, (laughs) I was doing something else with the kids and my husband just came out with the pineapple in his hands like, happy birthday. I was like, yes. (laughs) I don't think it's possible. It's not possible to be stressed with a pineapple full of booze in your hand. It's true. It's not possible. I felt no stress in that moment. My kids were screaming, (laughs) melting down. I'm like, you handle it. I got, I'm good. Yeah. My birthday. (laughs) It's my birthday. It's good. You know, it's, you know, what's funny is, uh, Dan and I have been, uh, you know, mutuals on Twitter for a while. And one of the first interactions I ever had with Dan on Disney Twitter and all that was I tweeted out a photo of myself drinking a Lapu Lapu on the Polynesian beach. And I said, this is the best to go drink on Disney property because you can get a Lapu Lapu and then walk away and bring it to go. That's the beauty of it. You just bring it with you down to the beach at the Polynesian walk around. I mean, if you want to take it anywhere, really, I mean, not anywhere, yeah, but you, you just walk around the property with it, the Polynesian property that is. But yeah. point is, is I like tweeted out, this is the best to go drink on Disney property. And uh, I got a rare tweet that actually uh, was looked at by more than like six people. <laughs> so uh, Dan quote tweeted it and said, Jared knows what's up. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, this this guy this guy likes his lapu lapus. Yeah. But, but anyways, anyways, Dan, we got to ask you because this is like the main topic. Run through the rest of your top ten for us, right? And when you're going through it, uh, because you said you put your top ten mm-hmm. in the book, right? Yeah. So when you're going through it, tell us why, because we'd love to know, um, and our listeners would love to know, yeah. because I think the main selling point for this podcast that because a lot of our listeners, um. I know are trying to plan Disney trips and trying to get Disney advice and stuff like that. We're trying to let our listeners know where they should go maybe on their, on their trips and uh, maybe like 
maybe sell sell a listener who's looking for a specific thing on on this bar compared to this bar. But yeah, yeah. run through your list for us. I mean, I live here and I don't even have like a top 10 list of bars. So like <laughs> I'm going to be learning while we go. <laughs> now, one of the things that happened, so like the actual top 10 list in the book is going to be a little different because it was a lot has changed mm-hmm. since like the pandemic. Yeah, correct. So like, so some of the places have come, some have gone. But um, one of the things when I, when, when it comes to like absolute favorites, I have to make a disclaimer. A lot of it depends on where are you right now? Because yeah. there's so much of it is logistics. And that's what the book is about too, is I have drinking plans where you can go from place to place. Like how do you get from one place to another with the most interesting stops? So just FYI. So I'm just going to run through absolute favorites. Um, Tune in lounge, which is at Hollywood studios. Yes. Love it. So cool. And again, what, what you're going to notice is, a lot of mine are typically about um, theming because people, one thing about when I would get into drinking at Disney, be like, why would you spend all this money to drink at Disney? They have bars at like Chili's. Well, it's the placemaking yeah. again. And a lot of these bars, they are so cool. And it's the place. Yeah, it's just a regular, I mean, it's, they have the booze anywhere. So anyways, location means a lot. And when it comes to tune-in lounge at Hollywood Studios, it's perfect. It's got that, you know, 50s throwback. It's like it's supposed to be like your dad's lounge, your basement. So you go in there and it's like you step into the Brady Bunch house. Yeah. So cool. So tune in lounge. Um, the boathouse at Disney Springs. Love because boats. not only do you get awesome drinks, but you get to walk around and look at like these really cool boats that you can't see, you know, at most bars. Um, obviously, one of the I say obviously for people who know Trader Sam's at the Polynesian is also really cool, um, which is like a vintage tiki bar with a Disney twist. So cool. Little struggle to get into because it's kind of hard. It's the hardest bar to kind of get into yeah. at Disney because of popularity. Um, Rosen Crown is a perennial favorite at Epcot at the at the England Pavilion, and that one's because again you're 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 transported to another place the vibes are immaculate at rose and crown you go in there and and you're where else do you go when you're like high five another guest you're like yeah you know you cheers another guest and you, know, you go anywhere else and it's like get away from me but you walk into the rose and crown and it's like sure you're in a tank top i don't care give me a hug yeah you know it's just so weird and but it works um uh jock Lindsay's hangar bar at disney springs my favorite Disney Springs location. Um, it's almost like Trader Sam's ish, but it's in Disney Springs and everybody can go because it's uh, you know open to the um, public. Um, I'm going to throw in my wife's favorite because um, it's different. There's wine drinkers, wine bar, George at Disney Springs Love wine um, bar George. Yeah, me too. is a newer addition and it is just solid because they it's just solid it um is. so wine, wine by george is right up there yeah the food I mean, is solid the drinks are solid yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah you can't go wrong there no no yeah and um another uh main favorite is nomad lounge at mm-hmm. disney's animal kingdom it's as if they took a hotel bar and all its lavish luxury of couches and comfort and food and drinks and they put it inside the middle of the park Nothing like it in any of the other parks, how just like laid back and um, leisurely of Nomad Lounge at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, I call it, I would probably call it the uh, uh, newcomer of the decade at uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios is the Baseline Tap House. Oh, yeah. But I just call it the Vaseline for some reason. <laughs> but. It's everything we didn't know we always needed, which is a super convenient walk-up location that's very convenient. And you're right next to Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge, but like the beers are $4 less. I don't know why, yeah, but I they know. are. <laughs> it's like four feet away from Galaxy's Edge, but it's like $20 there and it's 15 here. Still expensive, but hey, five bucks is five bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, those are a quick run through of... of of my favorites. But again, the main thing about favorite is tell me where you are and we'll find a really cool, convenient place on the way. I love that. Have you ever like taken a sip of something or walked into a bar and just been like, Nope, like the vibe is off. We're not, this is not it. I'm out of here. And like, 
You're done. You've never gone back. Oh, your least favorite yeah. Disney oh. book. There's <laughs> interesting. There's absolutely hands down the one that I I I don't even want to like acknowledge it exists. Oh no. Is the Edison at Disney Springs. <laughs> oh. It's yeah. Yeah. They took I mean for any longtime Disney fan, and I apologize. You know, I'm sure a lot of the, the listeners are. Um, the Adventures Club is a legendary bar at Disney World, yeah. which was at the same location. They basically shut it down, gutted it, took the shell of this legendary place, hyped us up with all this promise of great entertainment and really cool vibes, and then they just didn't deliver. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just this, to me, I'm sorry if you work there or love it, but man, to me, it's like a soulless... <laughs> <laughs> makes me so sad yeah oh, no <laughs> not any, yeah I, I agree with that assessment yeah. it's kind of eh. yeah 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 it's it's well what's interesting about the edison um is when it first because dan you bring up a good point like when it first got announced there was supposed to be like a dress code yeah. and there was supposed to be like special events well the one in la and then, one in how long did it take before they like stopped doing yeah. all that yeah it's like five days or something. If, if that, I don't know. I don't. I. I don't even know if I know anyone who ever experienced that. That. Um, I'm. I do remember going when it first opened, and it was. It was obviously everything's very popular when it first opens, and it just was. Um, it never had that vibe that they promised us. That's yeah. really what it, you know. They they gave us this. We're gonna. Yeah, we're we're gonna reopen the you know the the location, but it's man. Look at these these cool. Like you said, the L.A. one is just yeah. yeah. Got vibes. Right. And, and that's they, what they yeah. promised. We're going to bring you vibes. But in Disney and Springs, you... and some things just don't translate from the city of no. Los Angeles yeah. to <laughs> Disney World. It's just not right. a good... I will say yeah, this. That the exchange didn't happen. And I think they realized that and like abandoned ship really quickly. But we're all kind of like... Mm. I, I will say this real quick, okay, about the Edison. Um, because in case the GM of the Edison is, <laughs> is listening to this podcast episode... Um, I did attend a masquerade ball at the Edison a few years ago. Uh, I was there for media, but um, I did attend it, and it was very cool. Those those special events yeah. that the Edison does are very very cool. And New Year's Eve is apparently mm. very cool there. Oh, I'm sure. uh, so if you're looking for those kind of special events, definitely check it out. But I think the reason, you know. Dan was just bringing up what he was bringing up and what we were just talking about. It's like, it was sort of promised that those special events were going to be happening all the time. And that would just be like the vibe of it. But instead you get that if you pay a very big premium, because those special events cost a lot of money. The masquerade ball costs a lot of money. So it's, but I will say this, if you do want to go to that, if you want to check out the masquerade ball, the new year's Eve, very, very cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had, they had dancers, performers. They were playing like modern songs in like 1950s and 1940s style, which was mm. very cool. The The drinks were unique. The food was unique. The, they had a bacon tower there that I thought was amazing. So bacon it, is, it, it was cool. I was going to say that love place with yeah. the, that bacon rack, right? The bacon. I, yeah. yeah, yeah bacon. I actually had that. That's like my one good memory. Yeah. Their bacon is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to the Edison for their bacon. bacon. Sure. But, Don't go, uh, sure. go for the bacon. So Yes. <laughs> so uh Jesse, I know you don't you don't drink too often, but no. when he was going through his top ten, are there any of those that he listed uh and same goes for you, Kristen, that you you resonate with? Because I can tell you I was super happy that you mentioned the tune in lounge. Yes. Because I was at the tune in lounge this past Saturday grabbing a drink with my wife. Uh very great spot during the holiday season. If you get a drink and you walk out towards Echo Lake, sit right there on that ledge so and watch the Christmas tree yeah. and listen to the sounds of Hollywood Studios. Just all-time vibe right there. That's all I got to say. But Jesse, Kristen, what of what of the places that that Dan sort of listed resonate with you guys? Yeah. So Tamu Tamu, you can also get bread pudding. Um, and it's amazing. So you have a drink <laughs> and you have dessert. So that goes kind of hand in hand for me. I like snacks with my yeah, drinks. Same. <laughs> yep. Trader Sam's also has snacks and drinks. <laughs> so, you know, snacks with drinks. <laughs> so that's awesome. I love that. Um, and I do have a tiki mug collection sitting next to me. Yeah. So that is, 
yeah, kind of. I am a Trader Sam's person. Um, but yes, tune in. Also so fun. I just, again, I do go to Disney bars or Disney restaurants for the theming. Yeah. Um, I am a big theme person and I love that about Disney and how they do those things. It's really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think I would. my top 10 list would be probably pretty similar for that very reason. You know, I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm in you know, the bar that I went to in oh. college, I want to feel like I'm somewhere else, you know? And again, yeah. like I don't, we live mm-hmm. here. So to an extent, we don't always get that. Like I'm going to Disney on vacation, but like we still go, you know, um, as a family for a week here and there, but you know, we don't like go for it often and get away from it all. So even for that yeah. afternoon, when you're somewhere, you know, just for a couple hours, I want to be removed from my real life. And that's what yeah. the theming is. I also really love Enchanted Rose, which was not on your list. Um, Enchanted Rose is just a very like elegant, laid back place. Again, it has really nice theming, but you're not in like a hustle bustle yeah, of a Disney it's park, very which relaxed. is really nice. And the truffle fries, they're really yeah. good. Remember those? Truffle fries. Jesse and I were there over the um, summer. It is, it is a cool – I wasn't a huge fan of that location at first, yeah. but it has grown on me. And it does – it's very elegant and it fits the Grand Floridian vibe. Did you try the uh, food? Uh, no, but I do like the theming. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and they have some unique... And the loca- okay. location. Loca- yeah. We can't yeah. be... It's not the monorail. Come on. Yeah. And they have some... I mean, they used hey. to have more with like the drinks that they would do like table side, but they still have some really yeah. unique cocktails there that you won't find anywhere else and not like more yeah. so in my opinion than some other places. So that's something too. Yeah. Um. So we got a bunch more questions questions for Dan. But before we get to that, we're going to uh, mention, as we always do, that this episode of the Mickey Blog Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. Reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your next Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's mickeytravels.com, making magic one vacation at a time. And the cool part about contacting Mickey Travels is many of them are also going to be extremely familiar with all these Disney lounges and bars. Yep, so bars, they, they can help you. Yeah, they can help plan out your whole Disney vacation for you. Yep. So Dan, uh, I do want to shift to to your more maybe specific list. So, you know, or specific advice, I guess. Hmm. So, so if someone, you know, is coming is planning a Walt Disney World trip, maybe they stumble across this podcast or maybe they read your book or whatever, any, any of that, I, if they're thinking to themselves, like, why should I dedicate maybe a day or two, if they are an avid, uh, you know, drinker, or they, they enjoy, uh, you know, the, the leisurely life as, as you do, like, why should, why, why should someone maybe take a day or two and, and sort of explore all the, all the amazing lounges and bars that Disney has to offer and take that day away from the parks? What I've found is, the best reason to do that is you get to see things at Walt Disney World you've never seen before. Nine, I would, the vast majority of people that have been to Walt Disney World, they know the four parks, Disney Springs, and their hotel. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to leave your hotel, go to a park, come back to your hotel. What Walt Disney World offers that very few places offer are 30 resorts that also have themed bars inside them that are just as good, if not better, that's what's offered in the park. So um, my focus with drinking at Disney and just in general is a resort focus because that's just really where my love for Walt Disney World came from is the vacation kingdom of the world. So we're talking Fort Wilderness, um, Port Orleans, Riverside, French Quarter, boats up and down the Sasagula River from Disney Springs. So let's say somebody was going to, if I was going to offer uh, some advice for somebody that you don't have a park ticket, go to Disney Springs. You're going to stop. You're going to have a drink at um, Dockside Margaritas, one of my favorite spots. Usually has live music sitting outside. Relax. Watch everybody else get crazy. Walk over, get, get one at uh, Jock Lindsay's probably. That's what I'd ask. You know, just do one for me. Do me a solid. Get a Jock <laughs> Lindsay's drink. Then you're going to take a boat ride. And you're going to take the boat ride to Port Orleans French Quarter. And from Port Orleans French Quarter, you're going to grab one there at Mardi Gras 
or inside where they have live jazz on the weekends at Scat Cats. Yeah. And then you're going to take a beautiful stroll up the Sasagula River to Riverside. And if it's a weekend, again, you're going to catch uh, Bob Jackson playing piano. Uh, or you're just going to grab a nice drink at, at uh, Muddy Rivers. And at this point, you're looking around like, where did the day go? Yeah. And you've had just a really cool day checking out places you've probably never gone. And now, add to that, now we have a Skyliner on the other side of property where you can hit a whole other round of resorts super easy from if you start at Hollywood Studios, you can hit um, Caribbean Beach, you can hit Riviera, and the entire Crescent Lake Yacht Club, Beach Club, Boardwalk, Swan and Dolphin, yep. all together without moving a car or getting an Uber or whatever, you're able to do it all from one spot. So seeing places you wouldn't have normally seen is number one as why to do it. And the drop-off, Dan. Don't forget the about Art yeah. Animation mm-hmm. and Pop Century. There's a few bars over there, too. Yeah. It is cool, though. And you bring up a good point because – a lot of people when it comes to like date nights or drinking at Disney for a long time, a lot of people, you know, used to take the infamous monorail bar crawl. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what people call it. Um, and now there's the Skyliner bar crawl. And now, now you can do it that way. Or you could do it. What Dan was just saying about the Disney Springs sort of like uh, adventure. And let me just say, I wish Dan was my itinerary <laughs> planner growing up. I love my mother to death. But sometimes it felt like those Disney trips growing up were like a mission yeah. where it's so like, you, you know, we're here at 8 a.m. I and think then we're that's here a rite of passage, though, is having like having <laughs> one of true. those all like trips. I remember my trips were like that as a kid. And now as a mom, I find myself doing that with my kids. And my husband's like, why don't we just relax? We live here. We've seen this all a thousand times. And I'm like, no, we have a lightning lane and we have to get there like, for 830. He's like, yeah. we got to chill, man. So I think it's a rite of passage yeah. and mm-hmm. it's a balance. You know, yeah. I think, I think what's cool about what, what Dan is, is talking about. And it sounds like what you go over extensively in the book, Dan is like a lot. You can still have those days. Like you can still have your extensive park days, but adding in a day, like he was just explaining where you, you explore some Disney Springs bars and then go down the river and relax and go see Port Orleans. By the way, we did have Yeehaw Bob on the podcast. So we are familiar with Yeehaw Bob. It was a wild, wild podcast episode. It was crazy in the best way. It was, (laughs) Uh, we, we had a blast, but no, I mean that whole like sort of, I, I like how you're explaining like almost like a journey. Like it's not like you're going to explore one bar. Like, you got a whole plan set in place Absolutely. depending yeah. on the location. Well, and what to could go on with what you were saying about uh, regular park days, that is absolutely what my number one bit of advice is, is I'm not saying, of course, if you're coming from out of state and you're going to have five days, you're not going to spend much of your time just like a whole day going. But So what I like to suggest is the way that the parks are set up now, I usually suggest start as many days as possible at the Magic Kingdom. Start there, you know, every day. If you could do all days, start at the Magic Kingdom and do the first two hours because you can actually do everything in two hours, you know, do so many rides in two hours. But then when you're going to your park hopping spot, don't just go directly. That's when you take your opportunity to grab, instead of grabbing a bus directly from Magic Kingdom to uh, to Animal Kingdom, you're going to go from uh, Magic Kingdom to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And so you're going to hang out at Animal Kingdom Lodge, grab lunch, grab some drinks at Animal Kingdom Lodge, then go over to Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House. You, now you've seen a couple places you've never been to. Then you go to Animal Kingdom. And so you haven't really sacrificed your precious park time, which is absolutely precious because now you have your lightning lanes in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, so my advice is always do the don't do any lightning lanes in the morning. Do them all in the afternoon. And so by the time you get to Animal Kingdom – You've got four lightning lanes lined up. You're feeling good because you stopped by the, the <laughs> stop by the Animal Kingdom Lodge, and you're gonna have a great afternoon. So you don't sacrifice the park time for the resorts, but you enhance your park days with the resorts. I love that. So now you're talking about like full days. What about like if you're a local and you want to go on like a date night? Do you have any suggestions for a date night? Maybe a few different suggestions for someone to experience a couple different things. 
Absolutely. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Yeah. If, if you're if you're having a date night, Wine Bar George is yeah. a just the. I mean, you need to make that your. Number that's one. your go-to spot. <laughs> so you're gonna. I would suggest hitting a couple places on the way. Again, my my Disney Springs hitters would be. I love for whatever reason I love Dockside Margaritas. It's like I do a, too. It's, it's great. Yeah, Dockside Margaritas. It's awesome. It's just got so many mm-hmm. options. Everybody will find something they like there. Um, Wine Bar George and um, Jock Lindsay's, of course. And um, believe it or not, Splitsville is always a, a great spot. Splitsville's um, food and drinks yeah. are so good. Yeah. Phenomenal. And you wouldn't you wouldn't see it coming. Yeah. Um, Splitsville is so good. Um, and then the, they, they the even call themselves. Splitsville too. Yeah. Splitsville is great. Um, and you can actually, if you have a date night, you can actually slip in a little bowling and um, some pool or, yeah. and then um, House of Blues on the far end, they call themselves the redheaded stepchild because everybody forgets about them. <laughs> but um, House of Blues on the end is, a, is an also solid stop. Usually live music outside, very chill on the outside patio. So those are my hits for, uh, for there. Um, Past Disney Springs, when I talk to people, I really have to say, how well do you know Disney World? Because you start getting into some of these other locations, the logistics are a little more challenging. Yeah. So you have to really know somebody that kind of gets what you're talking about, like go to Disney Springs and then take a bus, you know, that kind of thing. Um, if you have park tickets, then you have other options. Because then, of course, you do the old standard of the monorail bar crawl, of course. But obviously, the, the headliner there, if you're doing a date night, is fireworks from yeah. from one of the resorts. It's just... You can't beat it. Yeah, I've done that. And it's, I mean, it's spectacular. Like you said, you yeah. really can't beat it. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, if you're really trying to, like, impress somebody, that's, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the best. It's just, yeah. And it's like, oh, I mean, it makes sense when you realize, like, oh, yeah, you can watch the fireworks from anywhere. But, like, you don't, nobody thinks about it until you're actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. So for some of us, like, we're locals, right? We know our way around Disney World. What's, like, a really good deep cut date night spot that, Secret, yeah, spot? like something because, like, you know, again, we're local, so we've done the monorail thing. Like, mm-hmm. what's a real yeah. niche place to go? I always suggest the Port Orleans. Um, Love between Port the Orleans. two of them, it is a that is the to me the heavy hitter because here's what you've got you've got a river, you've got a beautiful wa- a walkway between the two resorts, and there's literally horse drawn carriages that go by you, and you're like, oh, yeah. This is so nice. You and you wrong. hear the clop, clop, clock of the horse. And then you go there and there's live music if it's a weekend over at, at Scat Cats or, oh my gosh, Yeehaw Bob. I mean, this is all just, I mean, th- most, I would say the vast majority of guests have no idea the Port Orleans mm. exists at all. Yeah. And then you can throw a boat ride in there. So that's my, probably my number one that I would sort of, you know, slip somebody. Um, and the other one, it's not really hidden, but it's um, the boardwalk mm-hmm. and the just um, Crescent Lake area. Same reasoning. Yeah. Um, you can kind of catch sometimes they're bringing it back now, the boardwalk entertainment. Yeah. Um, and, and you never know what you're going to find there. Um, You'd be surprised how many people don't know about the boardwalk. Yeah, like I'll talk about the boardwalk and they're like, the what? The yeah. where? And I'm like, yeah. the, the boardwalk? <laughs> well, <laughs> and it's true because yeah. every every family, every family and every uh, – you know, group who goes to Disney is sort of different. Yeah. Um, and they have their own traditions and their own things that they love. For example, growing up, you know, my family, we didn't do a ton of the boardwalk side of things. We always, I mean, it was the same area, but we did love the beach club and the yacht club for the sake of like the pool and walking to Epcot and all that. But my wife's family growing up, they love to stay at the boardwalk. They loved walking through the boardwalk. They love getting a ham and cheese baguette from France and ending their night over at the boardwalk. Yeah. And that was something growing up I didn't do a ton of. But then obviously when I started going on trips with with my wife and her family, I started getting introduced to like that side of Disney. And I was like, wow, this is really nice. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun to – even if you've been to Disney your whole life, I'm telling you – as a Disney Parks reporter, as someone who is in the parks three to five days a week, and Kristen and Jesse can tell you the same thing, and Dan, who's a local, can probably tell you the same thing, you think you know Walt Disney World. You think you've done everything. No. 
there is always something else that you probably haven't done. Always. Or maybe you've seen that bar at Port Orleans, but have you done it the way that Dan's yeah. talking about? Have you taken the boat? Have you taken the walk? Have you fin- yeah. Have you seen the jazz? I, have yeah. you gotten a beignet to end the night? Like, to there's a different way to like, do it. You gotta yeah. go. That's the cool thing about it is, as Dan was saying, vacation kingdom of the world. It's yeah. like, there's so much yeah. to see. Every once in a while, I'll tell my wife, I'll be like, hey, let's go. Let's go have a Skyliner night or let's go let's go you know what's a a spot by the way dan hasn't been mentioned yet and i have to give it a shout out right now on the podcast mm, geyser point that's a good one i love geyser love point. geyser point at wilderness lodge i went there one time for for lunch actually mm-hmm. sitting there right there on the water having a drink and i had a, a burger and we had a cheese board and you walk around the wilderness lodge which is a gorgeous resort beautifully themed that's a beautiful spot too. Yep. Yep. And just, yeah, between that and then, and then, uh, the Roaring Fort Wilderness Fork. next by Roaring Fork. Oh, Roaring Fork's one of the best food yeah. courts that's going. I know. So yeah. They have some yeah. good unique yeah, stuff. Wilderness Lodge is, is top notch, top yeah. notch. So <laughs> love it. And, uh, Territory Lounge inside yeah. is also, I have to give a shout out to my friend, Scott D. That's his favorite place in the whole world. I so, love it. Territory Lounge. He'd be mad at me if I didn't mention <laughs> Territory Lounge. Territory Lounge. Got Scott it. Scott D approved. <laughs> I love That's it. Funny. I don't think I've been there either. I have. I it's yeah. a while ago, but it was yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And similar to what you said earlier, you talk about Christmas. Was You were talking about Tune In Lounge? Sure, Christmas? Yeah. yeah. Wilderness Lodge is like Christmas. Oh, my God. Paradise. You know, yeah, I mean, the beautiful. tree. The, the biggest tree in the in the you know eastern uh, it's so seaboard. pretty so yeah no i mean that's that's another sort of unique uh side of i guess drinking at disney that i actually wanted to ask you about so how i'm not sure if you do this in the book but when you talk to guests and when people ask you advice on this how do you incorporate sort of the seasons mm-hmm. because obviously people love uh christmas time and what a lot of people don't know is almost every single Walt Disney World resort gets fully decorated yeah. for the holiday season. And it's it's no joke. I mean, Jesse and I were talking about this on our one of our Christmas podcasts uh, during that time of year. I mean, we were like shocked when we went over to like Art of Animation, yeah. how like decked out Art of Animation yeah. is. Yeah. Like it's so so do you have any advice on someone, let's say they're coming during Halloween or coming during Christmas, like what what kind of advice would you say for like whether it's a date night or just hitting a few bars or drinking at Disney during that sort of incorporating some seasons? As I was mentioning about like Tune In Lounge with Echo Lake in the holidays, it, it, it definitely changes because some of my big favorite stops and most recommended stops in the summertime are sort of pool bar related. You mentioned Geyser Point, like for example, at Wilderness Lodge, you'd steer somebody towards the indoor bar over at. Uh, um, territory versus no uh geyser point same thing over at um yacht and beach like yacht and beach one of my favorite places and and right now if i'm saying if you're going to go on a, a skyliner bar crawl i want you to go to um, hurricane hannah's which is the outside pool bar by storm along bay because yeah. the vibes are so good in the summer but in the winter no you're going to go inside and you're going to go to cruise cup or you're going to go over to um ale and compass so you're going to Choose more the obviously the indoor bars versus the outdoor, and that's probably the biggest difference. And that's going to be right next to where those decorations are. Yeah, absolutely. So, I will say this: uh, one of the one of the things that you um, you know sort of cover a lot when it comes to on your socials is uh you know and I'll, I'll let Kristen ask you about the the leisure side of disney because i think that's great but also um i want to quickly can you explain to our audience what these videos you have themed that are called the password <laughs> because i'm a huge fan of them and if you haven't checked out uh Dan's social media pages. He posts these videos a few times a week called the Pat's Holder. Can you explain what that is? Because I think those are hilarious and really, really like a niche specific kind of fun content for locals. I mean, I think probably the, if I was going to say there's a um, common theme to all of them, it's mixing a pop-in at the parks with a pop-in at the, at the resorts with a snack. 
they're all the same way. Like I just came from this ride and I'm heading to, and I just drank this drink and I had this snack and I'm heading to this resort or vice versa. And it's because honestly, that is, um, while I've always been a fan of drinking Disney, I'll always be a fan of drinking at Disney. Um, I've really, it's the leisure, which is the vacation kingdom of the world. That is my number one reason for loving it. And it's what brings it is the mixture of the park, the snack, the resort and the drinks and you put those together and that's really what the pass holder is. And so I'm trying to think of the, I always try to think of the most ridiculous um, mixing of those things, like something very specific you did at the parks, like, you know, with a very specific drink and with a very specific uh, resort destination. That sounds so fun. (laughs) Like a, and it's going to throw in something silly that we all know that pass holders know, which is like a nap on a grand Floridian couch <laughs> or, you know, cause yes. you're always walking in there and there's some person in like a big old sweatshirt, just curled up on the couch, yep. just passed out. And we're like, what are you, what's going I've on? I've noticed a lot of that lately. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have to, yeah. I'm like, he's just sleeping. Um, so yeah, we're talking about yeah. the leisure side of Walt Disney world. And mm-hmm. that's like, you know, a huge thing on your social. So is that something that you think gets talked about enough? I feel like personally, I don't, but. Absolutely not. Because even in my, in my sort of real life, personal life, almost every, for whatever reason, I run in a circle where people don't a like the parks. They don't go to the parks. They don't want to go to the parks. They're like, why would you even go to Disney? Cause they're picturing in their minds. Yep. Punching your ticket, walking in the Magic Kingdom and staying there all day in like, you know, 45 minute to 50 minute standby lines all day. Um, I can't even really get into it with people that aren't understanding. Like, that's not what I do when I go there. So, no, the leisure side is not talked to about at all. Because to me, a leisurely the vacation kingdom of the world means you go to a theme park when it's convenient. You ride what's convenient and then you leave, do what's convenient, which is a nice resort, have some nice relaxing lunch at a resort and then you go back into a park for a little bit run to disney springs rent a boat you know those kinds of things so yeah absolutely not talked about enough and that's what one of the reasons i sort of switched my uh, my main focus from the drinking to the leisure because it's just so much more expansive and more fun yeah yeah and I really think, I mean, same thing. People don't understand that. Like, you know, like Jared said earlier, we're in the parks three to five days a week. Yeah, we're working, but we're not running around the parks like mad people. Like, you know, we're going in leisurely, doing what we need to do, taking some pretty photos um, and just we're having fun with our day and we're getting snacks along the way. Like we have to eat food too, you know? Um, so I'm like, sometimes we'll ask like, hey, what should we eat today? And we'll let, you know, people on the lives like tell us what to eat, which is fun. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I mean, people don't understand that leisure side, like at all. I feel like even my own sister, like she's like, Oh God, you go to Disney so much. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, but I'm not like in a park for 12 hours, you know, riding all the rides. I just do what is leisurely and convenient. Disney world is not synonymous with like a relaxing vacation, but I mean, it can be, you just have to look at it, you know, a different different way. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that is important for people to remember. Uh, for our listeners who are listening to this episode, like a lot of you out there probably do think of Walt Disney World as a little daunting or a little scary, especially to plan. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. It has gotten increasingly more complicated Absolutely. to plan out. And and there's more and more things that, that help make it a better trip. Obviously, head over to the blog and we'll help you mm-hmm. yeah. get through your day. But mm-hmm. either way, like it you might feel like it's it's almost too overwhelming. If you're thinking about coming back to Disney and the last time you went, it was overwhelming. Or you might feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do this big Walt Disney World trip because there's so much involved. There is a way, believe it or not, there are ways to go to Walt Disney World and also relax and enjoy yourself yeah. and take a breather. Not be overwhelmed. And that's, that, that's really why we had Dan on yeah. is to prove that we're, we're trying to tell people yeah, you and can, if I can enjoy ex- leisure at Disney. Yeah. If I could expand on what you're saying, I, I completely yeah. agree. And I, and I, I think when I get into conversations online, they're like, yeah, but you don't ever do any rides. I mean, that's not a hundred percent true. And what's, what's, what's hard. And I think what the blog does, and I like to give the perspective of you when you're going to Disney world, um, 
and Kristen, you mentioned it earlier about, yeah, so we do take the kids sometimes and we, we have to do this, do this. What you do is you put yourself in position to have the leisure. So you yeah. might have to do two or three things that make no sense to the rest of your party. <laughs> like, yes, we have to be here at nine. So we can be here at 10, but then we're going to have three hours. That's just going to be yeah. bliss. Right. So it's, it's putting, I call it a framework of your day. It's really what direction am I going in? And you know, between um, the lightning lanes and the genie plus, and that's while it is technically more challenging, the payoff is huge because it gives you this framework or map of your day that puts you in a, it's puts you in position to relax. Um, which for me, without all that, it's not relaxing. Like people are like, I just want to go and just go wait in line all day. Like that's not to me relaxing. No. So using these and, and you can use the, you know, the yeah. genie and all these things that the, you know, that the blog will help you do. And I, again, I just call it a framework for putting you in position for the leisure. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with that. That's, that's so we good. went in as a family earlier in the week and that's exactly what we did. Like I had two things set and then we were done with them. And then my husband's like, well, what are we going to do now? It's like, we're going to baseline and we're getting a drink and then we're going to go walk over here and then we're going to get a drink there. And then like, so yeah, that's exactly what we, how we played it this last time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You have to, you have to play it out that way. Yeah. And and so that's what I get not frustrated, but like when people ask for advice, like they're coming down from back home and, and you, and they see what you do and they want to do it. Then you kind of show them how you do it. And they're like, well, I don't want to do that. I just want to show up at two and do it. Well, that's not how it works, man. Right. <laughs> like you do have to put yourself in position to have the day that, that we have as the people that kind of know yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. All right. So Dan, I got to ask, I know you said you're a fan of, uh, you know, Typhoon Lagoon, which is awesome. But uh, I got to ask real quick, if you could pick like, you know, maybe two spots uh, from each park, uh, obviously Magic Kingdom excluded because you can't really drink at Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. No. I mean, you can at yeah. the sit downs, you can, but it's not really the same. So I guess, I guess for the Magic Kingdom portion, we'll we'll put in the monorail resorts yeah. instead as a mm-hmm. good substitute. Funny. So if you could pick two spots from each park plus the monorail resorts that you think for an average guest an average person who's never really gotten to fully experience Walt Disney World before you think are like must do's uh what would you say are you talking about with with the drink like bars you talking about yeah Yeah. I would say seeing a bar grabbing a drink so at Animal Kingdom uh I think the the absolute hands down is Dawa Bar which is in Africa because you're not going out of your way at all it is right there you're right in the in the, in in Harambe, and there's probably going to be some acrobats. There's probably going to be somebody playing drums. Oh, yeah. um, between the music and the atmosphere, it just feels like a cool place to be um, in that Harambe market. Um, so that would be one of my favorites. And I'm going to sort of be come out of nowhere with this one. Um, over in Dino Land is a is the Dino Land Restaurantosaurus Lounge. It will draw you to spot. a place Love that is that. my favorite spot at Walt Disney World. Having worked at Animal Kingdom and learning so many of the details, that Restaurantosaurus is some of the coolest little mm. details of any building in all of Walt Disney World. It so is. if you go in there, grab some drinks, and you can just peruse the Restaurantosaurus. Just look up, look down. You're going to see stuff that you had. You can't. It's just so cool. So those are my two for Animal Kingdom. At Hollywood Studios, um, uh, I'm going to say for, for a new person, you're going to want to go to TuneIn Lounge um, because, again, you, it's going to take you – unless you had reservations there, you would never have stepped in that building. Yeah. So it just brings you somewhere that you wouldn't have seen, um, which is which is cool. And then over on the other side, I'm going to have you go to the Brown mm-hmm. Derby Lounge because, again, this is so cool. <laughs> and it's it takes you – you're in the park, so, again, you don't feel so separated. You get to see the people, maybe see a, a cavalcade, go, cavalcade go by with the characters and just get a chance to have drinks there. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And then at Epcot, um, Rose and Crown will always be the, my play, my gathering place because, again, there's a camaraderie there that you're, that you're not going to get anywhere else. And my – I didn't mention it in my top ten because it's, again, very – in our world, very new um, in America, the Regal Eagle bar is mm. so good. And again, you might catch one of the acts at the uh, 
theater right there. So you're going to have that um, at Epcot. That's awesome. Now, Jared, did you want him to include monorail? <laughs> That's okay. We talked about yeah, the monorail. I, I actually have a question. I know, Jesse, I know you don't drink, but I have a question for all of us. So I'm curious uh, to see what all of you guys have to say. If you could put a bar or lounge in a location that doesn't have a, a bar or lounge, where would you where would you put one? Um, and uh, because I'm already talking, I'll go first. Uh, for me, I would say uh, Pandora. I know there is Ooh. a walk up. I know there is a walk up location there, but a Pandora slash Avatar themed bar lounge that could be like both indoor and outdoor. I mean, at nighttime, how cool would that be? Just like bright blue cocktails. I think, man, like I know Ogas, like I get why Ogas exists because, you know, in the Star Wars world, like cantinas are very popular, but Avatar is now responsible for two out of the top three highest grossing films of all time. So you cannot deny the popularity of these films any longer. That's what the second film proved. A lot of people tried to say like, oh, the first one was just like a fluke. No, the second one is now the third highest grossing film ever. So I love Pandora the Land, and I think that would be a great spot. So uh, Jesse, what you got left? We're going to end with Dan because he's our guest. Awesome. Okay, so were you talking like a realistic bar that they would do, or are we talking about like an imaginative bar that they would never do because – <laughs> literally use your imagination i mean we're talking yes. Disney World okay so i want i want a bar at the top of the castle and i want it to be like <laughs> pixie dust tinkerbell pixie hollow themed so it's really magical you walk inside and it's like you're in a pixie hollow forest with like fairies all around you that's what i want that tracks it's pretty cool yeah, and now, views of main street obviously would that be would that be sort of like where royal table is sort of thing? no higher or in one of the turrets <laughs> this feels very exclusive yeah it's it's, it's feels, a very I don't know exclusive how, bar you can only fit like you're never getting a reservation there but it's <laughs> apparently cool <laughs> you can only fit like 10 to 20 people inside very exclusive very you know it sounds like club 33 jesse <laughs> Okay, well, you said use my imagination. Hey, look, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think you'd go there, but I did say use your imagination. It's cool. It sounds cool. I'm it not gonna lie. I would drink amazing. there. Amazing. Well, I've always wanted to see the suite in the castle, so like you know where that would be, yeah, but a bar, a bar that you can actually yeah. access. Um, All right, Kristen, mine up. is totally doable, and I've been saying it for years, and I need Disney to get on it. Stat. I want to see a bar lounge at the top of Tower of Terror. And it needs to be spooky, <gasps> like a spooky old hotel. Yes. And I don't know. This is such a missed opportunity in my mind because they could do it. And it would be like yes. an old timey, creepy, spooky bar up there with the views would be amazing. And they oh, need to get on it. So cool. That would and, be yes. incredible. Wow. Kristen, I got it. And what's even makes it worse is when you're in the in the Tower of Terror, there's references too. The Tip Top Club, hello, which is what you're talking about. There's references, and it's not, and it's there. not there. Oh my like, god! Hello, like such a miss. Like, take my money, Disney. Like, I don't like. I'm giving it. I'm giving it to you. I would spend so much time in there. So That's much time. Incredible. So, if you're listening, yeah. Disney, yeah. make us come on. Do us a solid. Tower Terror Bar. That that sounds really cool. It does Dan? Go ahead. I've given this way more thought than in, in the in the past and in, in my lifetime than anyone <laughs> should have. But so my, if, I'm going to give just, a, just some quick ones. I've got the ones I've always thought of. Um, there should be a bar in the uh, Coral mm. Reef at Epcot. Yeah, there's not one. Yeah. There should yes. be one. Um, same with Beer Garden. They should have like one of the sections where you can go in and have the music playing in the Beer Garden yeah. at yeah. Germany. And then those to me seem very realistic. Yeah. I'm like, come on, this could happen like yeah, absolutely. tomorrow. Um, but my like, my my blue sky would are all on the Magic Kingdom because you know who doesn't want that? Yeah. Um, I thought it'd be so cool if they had a, a Pinocchio bar in the Pinocchio restaurant that you know the part that overlooks yes. it's a small world. Yes. Like right there, that's what I want a Pinocchio themed bar overlooking it's there. a small world. Yeah, that's what the I whole thing's there. like wooden and everything. Yeah. That would like, be yeah. really cool. Maybe you could do like Geppetto's workshop. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I mean, they could also <laughs> do like a Casey's piano themed bar. Like that would be so easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, I, I'm thinking about like, sorry guys for this reference. What's behind Big Thunder Mountain? 
So if you were to walk towards the back exit of Big mm-hmm. Thunder, one of my favorite spots in the Magic Kingdom, nobody's ever there. My favorite spot to film the ride. There's a little loop. Mm-hmm. There's usually a photographer over there too. Least busy photographer. Yeah, nobody, yeah. Goes, nobody over ever there. goes over there. But mm-hmm. like, imagine like down underneath like Big Thunder, like a like a frontier, cool. full frontier themed, uh, you know, bar it would be so cool. Like the Wild West and yeah. everything. But frankly, here's another one, and I'm sorry I keep adding them. Uh, I'm I'm passionate about this. With this is why I reached out to Dan. Me too. Uh, so you know when you go on the seas with Nemo and friends, you go upstairs, you go down that hallway. There's already a giant loop there. There's a bunch of like unused space in the middle, and you're just looking at dolphins and sea turtles yeah. and manta rays. Imagine like a 360 little bar right there. You walk up, grab some drinks, and that section of the park kind of needs it anyway. That would be awesome. Yeah. My kids love that area, and we spend a lot of time there, and I'm just, I don't want to say bored, but I'm kind of like, okay, there's another dolphin. So, like, putting <laughs> a bar like a cocktail, there is, like, the every, because there's kids running all around there, so, like, yeah. every parent would be like, I'll take two, because that's, that's a great idea. The spot. And you can yeah. kind of let your kids run there a little bit, which Disney doesn't have many places like that, so... Yes. Yeah. Well, Kristen, you'll. You, it sounds like you have that age, kids, right now. I, I did. I don't anymore, but I always saw it in the boneyard at Dino Land. Would be like the <laughs> best place ever. Because yes. like they're they're stuck in there anyways. So just give something for the adults. Yeah. While this is happening, that would be like, come on. Now. Do you want to yeah. make an extra ten million dollars a day, Disney? Because that's the ticket. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Oh my gosh! And you can you imagine like the uh, the collectible cups you could get like in the shape of different bones and stuff. That would like, be so much fun. Oh man, that would be really cool. Yeah. Even if it's like a bar, like a beer stand yeah. or something. Like, yeah. They need they need something. I'm a sucker there. for <laughs> a collectible cup and a glow cube. So like. Mm-hmm. Yes, like I will. I will take that. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Dan. Real quick, final question: How many glow cubes do you own? Oh, believe it or not, not many. Uh, I've how many have I bought over the years? Many, but um, um, I don't know the correct word for not a pack rat, but that's what my wife is. So we don't have a lot of collectibles in this house (laughs) because um, uh, it's not happening. So no, we don't. We don't really collect. So I, I have a like a you know a bar in the house, and so I'd say five. Yeah, just, yeah. just leave it to me and Kristen. We got you. Don't worry. Yeah, I got They're in the drawer. There's a few. I got plenty. Yeah, Perfect. I'm always I'm like, ooh, glow cube. I'm like, oh, this yeah. ring comes with a glow cube. I'll have two. Yeah. If there's <laughs> a little <laughs> small drawer in the little bar. That's what I have. Like three or four. I love it. <laughs> and for our listeners who are not familiar, what a glow cube is, Disney with many of their specialty cocktails uh, puts a glow cube. In your cocktail that lights up and it'll light up different colors and everything like that. Pretty cool. Um, and also, just real quick, because I love Christmas and I love Hollywood <laughs> Studios, during the holidays uh, over on Sunset Boulevard, you can get a Christmas margarita that comes with a Christmas glow cube. It's like a little jingle bell shaped like Mickey. I have one. Very cool. You want to see yeah, it? Yeah, one too. It's, it's very, it, you just have, a, I, you just have like a prop right, right now. Oh my gosh, props. wow. We love props. Yeah, Dan, we're really into props nice. on this podcast. Wow, she does have one right there. It, sorry, yeah, it's so, with my my cool. tiki collection. It's, it's just like chill in there. Yeah, I keep my glow cubes with <laughs> well, my tiki cups too. See? I, I mean, Dan came prepared. I mean, look at his cup that he's been drinking out yeah, the whole well, time. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, thank you so much for coming on yes, this episode, thank Dan. thank you. This has been a lot of fun, honestly. One of the more fun episodes uh we've had for sure so we really appreciate you coming on but before we leave like what uh where can people find some of your content your work and uh, if someone wants to buy drinking at disney where should they go yeah. uh, Am- amazon for the for the book um amazon.com um and uh, i've tried to just professor leisure i've uh, uh on twitter i'm the leisure prof and then um, I try to do the leisure prof on all the socials. I try to, I do stupid TikToks. I do stuff like that on Instagram, Professor Leisure. So mostly on those socials. So Professor Leisure on Instagram, the leisure prof on Twitter. Oh, you know what? I know I said last question, but I will say this. Dan promised he'd explain the professor name. Oh, <laughs> So no, it actually so what's was the explanation great. behind the professor name because you know you're not you really should never give yourself a nickname you know it just not it's kind of against the rules 
But it happened so perfectly. So we released Drinking at Disney. And Amazon, when you create your, when you put in a product, they, a book, they create an author page. Well, for whatever reason, mine got merged with another Daniel Miller. And it said, by Rhiannon and Professor Daniel Miller. And it, it was another guy. He writes like very serious historical documents. Oh boy. And yeah, it was, and I go, this is the greatest thing that ever happened. You know, I go, this is great. So immediately it's like written by Professor Daniel Miller. So I was just like, I'm done. So I just immediately was like, here we go. This is the greatest this thing. This is me so now. I, Technically, this you didn't give that name to yourself. Amazon did. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. So when I was introducing uh, Professor Daniel Miller at the beginning of this podcast, and he keeps talking about Professor Leisure, now you know where that name came yeah. from. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So Anyways, fun. I would like to take a class on leisure. Um, but if you do want to take a class on leisure, really just head over to Dan's pages. And uh, if you're interested in learning more about drinking at Walt Disney World and the incredible bars and lounges that are offered, in fact, over 100 different reviews and uh, in-depth analysis of all these locations, go ahead over to Amazon and check out Drinking at Disney. It's it's a very cool book and it's um and it'll definitely uh, help you out when it comes to uh, when it comes to trying to add a little a little extra leisure and flair to your Walt Disney World vacation. Um, but thank you so much again, Dan, for coming on the podcast. Yeah, we really you. had thank you. a really blast thank you. with you. Had a blast. It was yeah. really, really fun. Yay. <laughs> yeah, so glad. But thank you so much for everybody who's listening to this episode and uh, for everybody who has supported the Mickey Blog Podcast. If you'd like to support us further, of course, head over to the blog. Check us out on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Every single one of the Mickey Blog podcasts is shown on YouTube in video format, and we're starting to finally post some uh, YouTube vlogs yeah. and, and videos on the YouTube channel. It's very exciting. We've been working on that project for a while, so go check out our YouTube channel too. But for all things Disney, continue to follow Mickey Blog. My name's Jared. My name's Jesse. I'm Kristen. Thanks, guys. See you guys Bye. next time. Bye. Bye.